You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast, and welcome back to me, Gandalf, joining you once again after what feels like a really long time. Um, yeah, I think from my perspective, I think from when we're recording this, we're recording this on uh, April 18th. I think it's been like a month since I've recorded <laughs> a podcast episode. It's, or at it's, least it's, it's just nice to not hear the sound of jackhammers in the background. Oh yes. Uh, oh, don't count that out, Nathan. That could still happen. Like, hey, can that, I? Is it is it weird to welcome yourself back? Is that like the guy who wakes up, has a shower and a shave, and then looks in the mirror and is like, "Hello, you." <laughs> well, you know what? I I did enjoy Caitlin's contributions. I enjoyed listening to them as I was editing them and like not having foreknowledge of where the episode was going to go. Um, and she did a great job, but at so the same too. time. I was listening and I was like, man, I have things I wanted to say about that. Like, uh, I I want to interject here, but I'm and not. You'll I'm have things you'll want to talk about. You should have you should have written into the show. <laughs> yeah. I should have. I, I really should have. <laughs> that would have been uh, great. And speaking of, how do you do that? Yes, if we I want was, to write you, in. You, you caught me on that one, Matt. If you want to write into the show, then you can go to our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com, and right on the front page. There is a form you can fill out that uh, will allow you to reach us directly. And it's a good time to do that because every so often we we have the the need to answer a bunch of questions that you guys have sent us. You guys really don't send us enough questions about the text for us to do like a Q&A episode very often. But we do accumulate those. We do put those on, on file. So if you have a question about the text... Wherever you are, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're caught up. It doesn't matter if you're listening to the latest episode. Feel free to send us an episode, and every so often we'll do a and a episode where we kind of go through the questions. And a lot of you have really good questions. We get them every week. And it doesn't have to be about the text we're looking at. Uh, sometimes we get questions with others, well, other parts yeah. of the text we haven't covered yes. yet. And that's fine, Absolutely. Too. So, yeah, yeah, once again, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Yeah, but if your question is too scandalous, then I'll get sick again the day they record an episode about it. Mm-hmm. Nathan will be <laughs> suspiciously absent. <laughs> if you've ever seen Zoolander, Papa, I think I am getting the black lung. <laughs> All right, so I've been gone for a little bit. Are um, are we going to 25, or are we going to hang around at 24? Uh, definitely going to 25. Uh, Caitlin All graciously, right. last episode, read the whole chapter for us. So it's time to move on, and this is... If it's you have any questions, sad. if you have any questions about twenty four, take it up with Caitlin. Uh, That's right. Send them to us, and we'll forward I, I, them. Said, better than fiction We've said That's all right. we have to say in an official capacity. I also noticed that y'all made her read. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you had, can you we had just say new, she's a good reader? She's, she's a, a good, good reader. reader. 
Good reader. I, we do need to make her like like Gandalf. I'm sure you have a 3D printer or something. We need to make her a good reader medal or a badge or something <laughs> like that. It was it was fun to have her on the show, and uh, hopefully, having peeked behind the curtain, she uh, still believes in we'll the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, we do come to an interesting chapter. This is Genesis 25, and it's interesting because this is kind of at least the end of the Abraham story, not the Abraham arc, but his like personal, like living on the earth prior to death. Uh, it ends here in 25 and we've been here a long time. And, and fact, man, I wonder how many episodes we've had on Abraham's life. It's been a minute. Oh, well, that, that's... I mean, it's like all of, all of season three and hmm. so far all of season four. So, yeah. Well, and, and can I just say, you know, in coming off the last episode, you know, we talked about one or two episodes ago about how, you know, not only what is in the Bible, but how it is communicated through the Bible narrative pacing. Like it shocks mm-hmm. us that Genesis 24 has 67 verses. Can I right. tell you, it shocks me that Genesis 25 only has 34 verses like this story has one. I mean, this chapter has one, two, three, four five different potential pericopes, each of which could and might be an episode. And it's right. And I mean, and it's 34 verses like this. A lot of ground is covered in these verses. Mm. So true. Well, so why don't I read today since it's, uh, I think it's been a while for me. I'll read Genesis chapter 25 and I'm going to read through verses for today. I'll read through verses 11, and uh, we'll touch on 11 again uh, next week, but uh, just go ahead and start with it today. As always, coming from the English Standard Version, beginning in 25 verse 1, Abraham took another wife whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan fathered Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Dedan were Ashurim, Letshuim, and Leumim. <laughs> and did I get all those right, Nathan? Those are hard. We're gonna uh, we're just the, saying with confidence, brother. Yeah, that's right. The sons of Midian, the sons of Midian were Epha, Ephur, Hanok, Abida, and Elda. All these were the children of Keturah. Abraham gave all he had to Isaac, but to the sons of his concubines, Abraham gave gifts. And while he was still living, he sent them away from his son Isaac, eastward to the east country. These are the days of the life of Abraham's life, 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years. And was gathered to his people. I'm thinking Lord of the Rings on that line. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, east of Mamre, the field that Abraham purchased from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with Sarah, his wife, after the death of Abraham. God blessed Isaac, his son, and Isaac settled at Beer Lahai Rui. 
man, lots of big words there. Mm. Lot, lots it, of big, lots of big stuff there. Yeah. Is, is it bad that I, that it's like, I know it's a genealogy. I know it's like Oaks of Memory references. I see that Ishmael has like, after Sarah's death has like come back into the picture. I see all that. But the thing that I like locked in on was like concubines because I was thinking of, <laughs> you know, like in um, the good Mulan, the animated Mulan. Oh, we yeah. About that. We yeah. don't talk about the other one. You know, we're like, they're, right. like or, or the sequel. they're dressed up. Or the sequel. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's right. <laughs> well, they're like dressed up, sneaking around the palace and they're like the soldiers they're, like to get yeah, past. Like, yeah. To get past the Hun guards. Yeah. yeah they're like concubines. Ugly concubines that's what i locked in on (laughs) and and didn't you when you heard that as a child concubines what's a concubine yeah oh there there was a there was a real awkward conversation between me and uh mama savage yeah well well so and now it's funny because like when i was a kid uh what did mulan come out 97 thereabouts or is it later something than that? like that I, I think it was later than that i don't, I don't remember uh but I, I remember watching mulan oh 98 98 so not not that so i was about fifth or sixth grade um but i, I when it came out i you know i was so there are hilarious stories about how uh sheltered i was um and naive uh but i didn't even catch that and that it's one of those things now that i'm an adult and my kids watch it i just like I make a noise or something to keep the movie flowing so that I don't get the concubine question from, you know, from a second grader. Um the uh But yeah, so I think so you've thought- all been in those Sunday school classes though, where you've got children around you and you have to say a word like concubine or you have to say some some other word and you're like, Oh please, God, like don't let anyone ask any questions. Well I, never I used to teach a um I used to teach a fifth grade Sunday school class back in the day. And uh I always dreaded when we got to a part in the Bible where it talks about he knew her. Cause I <laughs> I know that they were gonna ask, What does that mean? <laughs> What's that all about? Euphemisms. Um <laughs> the uh yeah, well it's it's kinda like, you know, Abraham's definitely that guy who's there's I guarantee I have I don't possess it personally, but I, I could just about guarantee there is a Lifeway Bible study that's a character study of the life of Abraham. And I've just I've just got to get a hold of a copy to see if there's a chapter on, you know, Keturah, his other wife, and uh and, <laughs> and, and his ch- concubines. Plural. Yeah. Yes. This is exactly. this is the awkward chapter. You know, no no one uh, no one puts that verse into Father. A- Father Abraham had many sons, yep. but most of them were not from Sarah, right? Um, <laughs> or Father Abraham had many wives. Yeah, like, awkward. It's getting awkward. Super and by the way, awkward. y'all know, y'all know, Abraham is one of my favorite biblical. My dissertation is on Paul's use of Abraham. <laughs> uh, so, so that's right. But not his wives. Not his wives. They didn't. They didn't make the cut. Um. Uh, I mean, Sarah's in there, but Keturah is not mentioned. I don't think. Maybe, maybe Keturah, but the concubines. Are, I don't think they didn't make. They didn't make it to the dissertation. Uh, and I, y'all, we're being mildly irreverent, but this this highlights that thing. Like, how? What do you do when you've got righteous Abraham? You know, the founding figure of the Judeo Christian faith, and you know, on a cursory reading of the Old Testament. So, tell me more about the monogamous Judeo Christian faith. Right. Oh uh, man. Tell, tell, tell me about. Tell me more about one man, one woman for life, um, because this this is that awkward question that we skirt around sometimes. Uh, the whole 
polygamy and uh and we don't even get to we don't even get to the concubines part uh but what mm-hmm. what what do you do like this is the wrap up chapter for his life like right after this he dies so let me ask a question. If this is the direction we're going with today's episode, let me. So, like, obviously, you read. We're rolling like, with polygamy, man. We're just <laughs> ro- we're rolling with it today. We're not yeah, rolling we're endorsing with it. We are ta- yeah, we're not we're not rolling. <laughs> not with endorsing it, ta- it, but rolling with talking we're about talking it. about. That was Matt Listener, Powell, you, scandalous you, topics guy, who said that. Yeah. <laughs> Listener, do you hear the two pastors? Like how fast they are to like distance themselves <laughs> from like from like anything controversial ideologically. I never. <laughs> anyway, oh my goodness. Here's my question. Five. Well, yeah, and that, I mean, you know, go back to episode one. That's part of my heart for the podcast. Uh, going back to my friend, my freshman year of college, um, it was because when things get awkward and uncomfortable, and we don't have a good way to nuance it in the moment, and the and the literature that's being taught from just skirts around it, we just kind of put a pause there, and we may never circle back to it, and then. Then my freshman year of college, I had a guy that I studied with. He was a very bright guy. And the more he studied whatever it was, philosophy of, uh, of religion, you know, logic or whatever, they, dis- they didn't hesitate to give him hard answers to the hard questions of those subjects. And so a lot of us developed that, well, if the Bible really is the inspired word of God, why can't we talk about the hard to talk about stuff, right? Mm. Um, and so I, I would certainly put the whole... I mean, certainly for a lot of uh, a lot of people, warfare in the Old Testament, uh, discussions of biblical views on slavery, um, but certainly concubines and polygamy have to make that list. They have to, yeah. And, and by so, the way, and, there, and by the way, there are things to say and discussions to be had on all those subjects. I I I, I study those things a lot, Matt. I know you have. We've had a lot of discussions about them, um, but we. We don't always do a good job of having the hard conversations about the hard topics that show us different facets of a good God from the Bible, right? Mm. Amen. Gandalf, what were you going to say? Oh, I well, just circling back before we get too far, I had I did have a question. Um, mm-hmm. So we we talk about like it being hard question, like a hard question, all that. So we talk about it all the time, you know, reading Genesis while living the Exodus, where the Exodus era. Israelites reading this, were they scandalized by this chapter, or did they think like, "Oh, eh, whatever"? Like that's yeah, just that's a oh, I yeah, love you, man. That's really yeah, because because long long before they knew about Abraham's second wife, they were traveling with Moses's. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And see, and what's interesting to us is when we find out about Moses being at least a bigamist, if not a polygamist. We are scandalized by that. It's kind of like we give Abraham a pass. He's like, yeah, but he lived before Sinai. But man, Moses gets less of a pass. You know, we give David a pass and Solomon. Yeah, they were kings. But Moses, the lawgiver. No, I don't don't, don't know. I don't know that we give Solomon a pass. People are like, man, have you heard about this guy's 700 wives? (laughs) 700 wives. Like, I know I read Genesis, but man, Solomon, that really got out of hand. That escalated quickly. Uh, Yeah. So just a a couple of quick things, like where are we getting this whole idea that Moses was, you know, at least a bigamist, if not a polygamist? It comes from Numbers 12, uh, chapter one. There's an episode, you probably remember this story, where Miriam and Aaron, they speak out against Moses. Let me read it to you quick. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married. For he had married a Cushite woman. 
And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and Miriam, come out, you three, the tent of meeting. And all three came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam. And both came forward. And he said, hear my words. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly, not in riddles, and he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? It's so important to get to that verse in this section. And the anger of the Mm. Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And if you know the rest of the story, Miriam gets leprosy for a time because of this. So the reason I wanted to, I read a little longer well, and, there. And, I want... and, and, and quick, and quick time out just mm-hmm. because just to, we do our homework thing. It's not, sure. it's not explicitly clear that Moses had two wives. This is a point of debate. So real quick to, to summarize that argument. Um, mm-hmm. Some, some would say, Hey, the Cushite wife is married after Zipporah or simultaneously. Some would say, Hey, there's, there's a couple pieces of evidence from the ancient world uh, that Philo. Cush would that Cush was a designation for a part of Midian. Like I know uh, William mm-hmm. Foxwell Albright um, uh, brought that out in his commentary on Genesis. I think it's been a while. Uh, there's also uh, in Habakkuk 3.7, uh, the, the Hebrew form Kushan uh, occurs in parallel with Midian. Uh, but how it, it is, it is interesting. Uh, Jose- I, I'm not aware. I'm not aware of Philo. He may have something to say. I am aware of Josephus. Um, he gives the second wife a name. Um, uh, uh, Tarvis, I think. Uh, yeah, and, uh, it, it's okay. And, if, but, if you've and, ever seen the movie The Ten Commandments, it's, Josephus it's, makes the Cushite wife prior to Zipporah. Interestingly, Josephus and Philo do. Okay, the, I, I, I can remember Philo. Way, so, by the way, think about this, Gandalf. Cush, if it is Cush, and it's not Midian, but Cush sits beneath south of Egypt. If you are in the wilderness north of Egypt, presumably if you've left Egypt, where did you marry this woman? While you were in Egypt or after you had left Egypt and are now north of Egypt? So so Josephus and Philo both call this woman the first wife of Moses that he would have had in his first 40 years as he lived in Egypt. And then he would marry Zipporah, Later, when uh, he was uh, exiled from from Egypt out into uh, Sinai, and then later in there uh, settling in Midian for a time. So, regardless, though, is that rabbinic tradition seems to lean towards that this was a second wife. Now, if you're like, man, I I still don't know. It's just not. It's just not cool. But Moses actually gives allowances, not encourages. In Deuteronomy 21, listen to Deuteronomy 21, 15. Now, if it's hard to swallow the whole numbers thing, listen to Deuteronomy 21, 15. If a man has two wives, wait, what? <laughs> if a man has two wives, how do we get, loved how, how do we get that far? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and w- the one is loved and the other unloved, and both the loved and the unloved have borne him children. And if the firstborn son belongs to the unloved, then on the day when he assigns his possessions as an inheritance to his sons, he may not treat the son of the loved as the firstborn in preference to the son of the unloved, who is the firstborn, but he shall acknowledge the firstborn, the son of the unloved, by giving him a double portion for all that he has, for he is the first fruit of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. So you're reading along. Okay. If a man has two wives, notice the text doesn't say a man should have two wives, but it acknowledges, hey, in the angel, this this happens, and this is how you mediate inheritance in such a case. So when we're looking back on this stuff, we look at this stuff, and it's so hard for us to detox from our 21st century thinking about these subjects. And I'm not saying the ancient world was right on this, because uh, Nathan, well, you yeah, articulated and- for other issues on this, like what does the Bi- does the Bible teach polygamy or monogamy? Just straight good, up. Good question. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if I'm if I'm simplifying that issue, um, I would say that an allowance is not the same as an endorsement. Uh, an mm. acknowledgement is not the same as an endorsement. Are it's you tracking interest- with that, Gandalf? Yes. Does yeah. that make sense? Um, and and first of all, God reveals in a context, and I'm not, I'm I'm not uh, skirting past the issue and saying that. I, I would say two things. Number one. They did not live in a post-Kinsey report, post-sexual revolution, 21st century West. They lived in Abraham's tribe specifically. Abraham is not Nahor. He doesn't have a city named after him. He is still part of a wandering people. Again, the next event discussed in the biblical text is Abraham's death, and Abraham is buried in the only part of the promised land that he owns at the time of his death, which is the cave of Machpelah, which he purchased. Abraham is still a wandering tribe. In, in their world, you 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 had protection for your tribe. You had workers for your fields on the basis of your sons. And so concubines were not some sexual conquest to amass as many partners as you could. Concubines were overwhelmingly an economic consideration. This is where I get sons to protect and take care of our family stuff. Uh, this is where I get my warriors. This is where I get people who will have a vested interest in hard work and honest work of what we are trying to amass as a family. Does that make sense? Um, mm. And so concubine, uh, pra- uh, you know, we hear very different things in our context than they would have. And same thing with polygamy. Uh, two, I'll also say, man, everywhere where you have polygamy in the Bible, it raises complications. <laughs> Trouble. Uh, in, in other words, in other words, there, there are more than one ways to say, to say uh, there's more than one way to say don't do this sometimes you can give an explicit command sometimes you tell a story yeah um jesus jesus was a big fan of the latter option and man you just about every instance of um just about every instrument uh, instance of polygamy i can that i can think of i can immediately think of a complication that it introduced into the narrative um how you know so right after this Abraham gives gifts to the sons by his concubines, but he sends them out of the land that's going to be inherited by Isaac. Hmm. So he's trying to provide for them, but could that also 
raise some issues later on down the road? You know, where are some of Israel's enemies going to come from? Um, how interesting that is that how interesting that Ishmael reappears in this passage that Isaac chooses to settle at Beer Lahai Roi, which was more part of Hagar and Ishmael's story than the Isaac Sarah story. You see what I'm saying? Um, mm. So I, I think you get some implicit narrative warnings around uh, around the behavior, even when you don't always have the explicit prohibitive commands. And uh, third of all, I, gosh, I didn't intend to systemize my uh, systematize my views. I, I, I take the whole uh, progressive revelation thing seriously. And um, when you get to the New Testament and you're talking, you know, looking in Jesus's views on marriage or Paul's views on marriage, it's interesting. They don't go back to Genesis 24 and 25. They go back to Genesis 1 and 2. For right. this reason, a man mm-hmm. will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two will be one flesh. It's interesting how quickly and how solidly early Christians uh, move in that monogamy direction. So mm. uh, there's a lot more to say about that, I know. Like, this is always one of those things that, like, you know, like, the 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 smug the smug agnostic or the smug atheist among your friend group, which I'll speak from experience, always brings up. It's like, hey, if the Bible is so good, or, you know, this is how we're supposed to live. Why are people in it doing all this stuff? Like, why are they having multiple wives and all these concubines and stuff? You know, checkmate. And right. so, this is always one of those things they go to. This is like it's really early in the book too. It's always like, look at that Abraham. He's like the foundation of your entire. Faith, mm. one of the central characters. Oh, but your boy, he had all these concubines. Mm. Yeah, and I, I would say if it didn't have any of that stuff, you would not believe you would the Bible would be completely unbelievable to the people of its time. Mm. That like, it would it would have no verisimilitude. They were like, Who who are these people? How 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 did the Abraham guy even make it in the wilderness? He didn't have any kids. Didn't have any mm. he it was just him him, Sarah and Isaac. What? <laughs> Why? Why is yeah. every? Why is everyone he interacts with taking? This is this. I mean, this is the same thing. Like when we talked about the flood and the kings list. If you don't have that stuff, you don't have in their society. You don't have the ideological credibility to interact with the other views out there. And um, we know. Just, and we we know what direction God's taking the narrative, right? Um, but, that's right. Uh, uh, does that and just does that you know what's funny? That like one of the things that people always bring up is like, okay, well, how did the earth get populated when it was just Adam and Eve and just a handful <laughs> of people? And people go, well, that's weird. Why don't they explain that? And they get angry about that. And here it is where they're explaining, hey, here's how Abraham grew to such multitude. <laughs> and now they're angry about that. They got an explanation. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. It's cake and it, well, I didn't think about this before we recorded. Did y'all ever see that uh, Val Kilmer, Michael Douglas movie, The Ghost in the Darkness? No. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there's a scene in it. It's about the lions of, of Sabo in Africa, the slot when they were building the railway across the continent. Uh, anyway, oh, there's, there's, may have seen there, this. there's a scene where uh, Val Kilmer's character, who is a Westerner with a romanticized notion of love, is interacting with one of the African guys who is a polygamist, but uh, in a context where marriage is a far more economic, have children and you know, have workers and warriors context. Mm-hmm. And they hear the Ameri- they hear the Englishman talk about his wife and the African guy goes, you, so you love your wife? And Val Kilmer mm-hmm. says, yes. And the African guy goes, 
I don't like any of mine. And it's this it's, <laughs> it's this mildly comic moment, yeah. but it's mitigated by two fundamentally different approaches to what marriage even is. Right. And and it's interesting to me, uh, uh, Christianity, uh, a Judeo-Christian faith, originates in a context very similar to one character, but it moves in a direction very similar to the other character. Coming off of that, Nathan, I think... That's great stuff. And this is a this is a big question because these questions do linger to Gandalf's point. And it's so big, I think we need to do another episode about this because there's more to say here. And uh, I think there's more to grow in our understanding of the scripture. So why don't we punt till next week and finishing this conversation as we move forward in Genesis 25. And listener, thank you for being a part of this discussion, even talking about the weird stuff. Even talking about subjects like polygamy and concubines. But but in the meantime, I do not endorse polygamy. Just like That's explicitly. Right. <laughs> put, put, putting my cards on the table, I am happily That's married right. to a woman that I love and I thank God every day for. Amen. Well, listener, you know what else is a big question? Why haven't you subscribed to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast? <laughs> you just spent 30 minutes listening to us um, over and over again uh, distance, distance ourselves from, from polygamy. Right. And yet you are not subscribed. So why don't you, uh, even if you don't love us, just out of, out of economic decision, go ahead and <laughs> subscribe That's to hilarious. the podcast. That's hilarious. <laughs> and also leave us a message at our website, betterthanfictionbiopodcast.com. Every Tuesday morning, we're coming back with another 30 minutes of discussing the greatest narrative that is the biblical narrative. So until then, you guys have a great week. See you next time. Shalom. Dude, nobody sang the Let's Make a Man Out of You or I'll Make a Man Out of You song from the lawn. Nathan's singing here. Nathan, come on. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Good stuff. Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? That's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. <laughs> I I spoil you people. All right.